All right, so with everything that's going uh, on right now and with all the information that gets put out there, uh, one of the crazy things that I've seen that I was just like, I can't believe this, was uh, police officers out in Harlem driving through neighborhoods with, like, their sirens on full blast. Right, in the middle of the night. Not letting people sleep. Right, yeah. it was, like, 3 to 6 o'clock in the morning that they would just be, like, running their sirens, like a parade, just 12 cops. For what reason? Yeah, and, I mean, what I've been hearing is that it's... A tactic of psychological warfare mm-hmm. to keep protesters and people who are trying to fight for this cause and stand up for this cause to keep them sleep depressed. That's, that's crazy that the like police that. are reta- retaliating out in that way. And it's funny because it's like we're arguing that you are being violent and you're arguing that you're not being violent with violence. Like, how does that yeah, make any exactly. sense? They don't, it's crazy because they don't see that. Right. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2 of the Free Flowing Frequencies Podcast, also known as the Triple F Podcast. And we are your hosts. I am Juan. And I'm Sierra. Okay, so there's been a lot of whirlwind of a lot of influencers and YouTubers and even celebrities, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, a bunch of other people, Tina Fey even, um, have been put on blast for doing blackface or doing something extremely racist in their past. Um, And Shane Dawson was one of them. And something that he had said, which I found interesting. I mean, I used to like Shane Dawson, I guess. I would, like, watch his series with, um, you know, like, Tana Mojo and Jeffree Star, really interested in the drama. Um, And now I'm just like, who is this man? But he (laughs) quoted in his video, and he said that he is willing to lose everything and Those I, are big words. I feel like it was almost a way of manipulation of big saying, time. you know, it seems like a lot of these people who are getting caught for the horrible things that they've done are playing victim. Yeah. And they're saying like, oh my gosh, I would never do something intentional. Like, no one's saying that you did it intentionally, but you did it. Yeah. And that's a fact. Yeah. So stop acting like a victim and just own up to what you did and say that you're going to never do it again. And I feel like Jenna Marbles is a good example of taking responsibility and trying to do better. And it's crazy because the media is kind of portraying it differently, but I mean, whatever, to each their own, you can have your own opinion about any situation, obviously. Right, and you were even telling me, like, PewDiePie, too, he even was, like... Right, he talk, came he, out. Yeah, and he put his two cents in with the whole Jenna Marbles thing and was like, yeah, I know what it feels like to be portrayed a certain way the by media, the media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but something that I find interesting, which you had touched on before, is the fact that people are removing these videos and removing or these things from the internet. Right, and it's like we're deleting history. Like, we're right. almost trying to forget about it. Like, yeah, oh, it like, never sorry, happened. Sorry, we did it. Sorry, we did it. Okay, but like... And is that the right way to yeah. to go about things? I think that we are, again, trying to whitewash history mm-hmm. and trying to act like we didn't do something that we we're clearly did do. We're missing the acknowledgement. Do. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that... Um, right, I, that's the best way to put it, honestly, is we're missing the acknowledgement of no one's trying to bully you it's just you did something bad and you need to admit to it and you need to move on right um and people are there to let you grow they want to see you grow they want to see you do the best so like if you're going to come out and admit your wrongs and you're willing to learn from that and move forward then that's great that's right that's good take ownership also can't forget 
you know, right. what, what happened, happened and the process of the growth and, you know, getting to be where we are. But it just seems like that was kind of an interesting situation. And again, is deleting everything the right way to go about moving on from the situation? That's a good question. That's a good question. But, I mean, I saw this move here as well um, by uh, Texas a realtor group, what they're looking to do is they're no longer using the word master to describe their bedrooms and bathrooms and its list and their listings. So basically they're going to remove the word master and use the word primary to describe the the biggest room or mm-hmm. what would be like the nicest room in the home. Per and se. that's crazy because I never even realized where that <laughs> yeah. it originated from, yeah. which is crazy because we use it in everything. In everything. Uh, like, this is the master bedroom. This is, you know, when we're showing off our house, when a realtor is showing off a yeah, house. Like, and you would never just... think about uh, of it twice. Right. So the fact that this is even happening, first of all, just bringing awareness to the fact that, hello, this is in our face. This is horrifying and disgusting, <laughs> the origins of it, and we're still yeah. using it today. Yeah. Let's change it. This is a it. good place to start to, to get that to switch. Absolutely. I good think job, that... Houston's a Realtor Association. Yes. Association of Realtors, sorry. Association of Realtors. Yeah. You guys are... Um, stepping the in the right direction. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Big time. Um, but something I find kind of infuriating is just Mark Zuckerberg in general. Um, but the fact that, you know, Twitter, the owner of Twitter, um, Jack had, Dorsey, Jack Dorsey mm-hmm. had come out and said that he, you know, is standing by the fact that he is going to label things when they are incorrectly, um, you know, Misinformed. Misinformed, exactly. When people are misinforming, um, you know, with tweets and things like that, especially with our president, who has... Misinformation, false facts. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which is the only thing that he talks about at this point. Um, But (laughs) Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, had said that um, he was not going to abide by these rules, and rather he's going to let people People spew whatever whatever in news or information that they want to. And then with that comes what? All of his advertisers dropped. Their stock dropped 8%, which was a valuation of like, what was it? I think like $50, 50 billion. billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how much ad revenue left Facebook. Oh, Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's was a big one. Ben & Jerry's is a great company overall. You yeah, should they just have really support. good. They stand up for a lot of good things. They have Absolutely. good morals. Yeah, they really do. They are really, really great people. <laughs> ben & Jerry, great people. Um, <laughs> great ice cream as well. Great ice cream. Uh, but... Of course, Mark Zuckerberg, being the little biatch that he is, he <laughs> went back on his word. His word, and then now is starting to fact check things. He's going to start labeling, labeling rule breakers, things. basically. So, we'll see how that goes. I don't trust him. I think we should all get <laughs> off of Facebook. Just delete um, your Facebook. Download all your information because you can. Do- you can actually go on like a face on Facebook. Go into your settings and like download folders of just like your history and like everything and yeah and like picture and like information where like people have used your in like pictures or your face and photos that they've uploaded to the uh to facebook and stuff like that so yeah it can go a lot deeper than that but um on a positive note here i wanted to kind of start out or try this like new little segment uh where we talk about like a day in history um today at the time of recording this um would be the 48th anniversary of the found the start of Atari, which, which is the day that we're also posting this as well. So it's right. um, June 27th is the day that Atari had been invented. Basically, yeah, basically <laughs> came to fruition here. And it was pretty much the start of what a lot of people call like video games or 
the video game industry, I guess. Um, I mean, it led to people using their imagination to create more. And, mm-hmm. you know, the gaming industry is a huge industry. I mean, look at what it, it its biggest child now would be, you know, esports. Mm-hmm. Like, esports is taking over the world. And even, I think it was David Beckham who was starting, like, a esports league out in... Uh, London, which is crazy, like what? the fact, yeah, and, he, he, yeah. and he's like, you know, he's a part of the association, and he's going to be tutoring, you know, esports players of, That's you know, how crazy. the market the works fact and that things e-sports like that. Is even a thing now? Amazing, because yeah. hello, like, I would say honestly, sitting down and putting that much time in video games, like, you better be able to make money out right. of it at yeah. some point. You can go to school <laughs> just solely because of how good you are. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's crazy that we even live in a world. It's so funny because, like, you know the things that we can make money off of nowadays that was never even a possibility. Like you go to your grandparents and you're like, Oh yeah, people are making money off of TikToks (laughs) and YouTube videos and e-sports and stuff like that. You're just like, what? That's crazy. Um, so I really like the fact that we're going in a good direction, uh, in that way. I feel like, yeah, I mean, video days, that's 48 years ago and it's been evolving ever since. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's cool to see the evolution of it. Yeah. Um, something that I saw, however, um, I mean, I feel like it's important to talk about the virus still because it's what's going on. Right. And we can't forget the fact that we do need to continue to take care of ourselves and to look out for those around us. Um, but American Airlines is not doing that. They (laughs) are now booking flights to full capacity. They were saying Um, it was at 85%, trying to leave out the middle seat to, like, leave more space between them, but... All I say is, we'll see how long that's going to last, because (laughs) I'm sure people are going to be pretty upset about it, Um, and the fact that, you know, you're sitting in that confined space for such a long period of time. Yeah. And on top of the fact that even if you were social distancing in an airplane, you're you're confined you're in, the same in that cabin. space. It's yeah. that it's air like is circulating. Right. So it's like, I, there's no way that that is not going to add a spike in, you know, cases. Yeah. I would need like proof that there was air filtration systems either in the movie theater or in the airplane mm-hmm. cabin that, you know, was Filtered. showing proof that was filtering out the air and making sure that those germs are, and bacteria or viruses were getting killed. Right. Know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. So Interesting to see um, what's going to happen with that because along with, I feel like, a lot of other places who had said that they were going to open to full capacity a little sooner than um, expected. expected, yeah, have ended up closing their doors right afterwards. A or, lot of states currently are closing their right, doors. Right, you were talking about, what was it, Arizona? Mm-hmm. Um, they opened up their bars and yeah. then, boom, right after that there was a spike in cases. They have, like, the highest per capita case in America currently. Yeah, so... Like, Texas and, I believe, like, Nevada are shutting down, like, their bars and all dine-in services. Bars are the grossest place yeah, to ho- go. like, they're not as clean as they make it you seem. You have... People are sweating, they're coughing, coughing. they're spitting, they're people touching are dancing. each other, they're yeah. dancing. Yeah, it's just... It's a messy place. It's oh. a tough place to prevent germs and and sickness from spreading. So yeah, at least I mean I think that they're as great as the next you know bar or club on a time when you know an pandemic, pandemic is not happen. happening exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'll see what happens with these uh, these places of business. Um, and to end it off, just on on a, on a positive note here, um, it looks like um, Broadway actor. Um, Robert Hartwell, he purchased his home, his first home, I believe it was, um, 
It was a basically. It looks like a almost a mansion. It's a big home. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. The first place that I actually saw this was on Twitter, and then I just saw it um, yesterday, last night, and I was like, okay, we should definitely talk about this. He shared a photo of himself alongside the property, standing next to the home, um, because the seller initially had told him that the offer was off the table when he reached out to the uh, the the person selling the home, um, because the property owner was only accepting cash. So he said, three weeks ago, I found this house online. I said, this is my house. I called the seller and was told it was a cash offer only and that I'm sure that's, that takes you off the table is what the realtor had told him. Which is a racist thing to say. That's crazy. Like, and probably anyone pushed can pull him. up with cash only. Right. And it probably pushed him to want to continue to yes. get this house and say, feel the same F way. you. Yeah. Yeah. I would want this house even that much more. Absolutely. So, um, you know, however, that didn't stop Robert... Um, and they didn't deter him from purchasing the home, but, you know, he then went out and purchased the home because, um, yeah, the house was built in 1820 for the Russell family who had owned the cotton mill in town. So slavery was still legal at that time. And, you know, the agent asked him why he wanted to purchase the home. He said it was a generational move. I know this house is bigger than me. So um, he said that I wish I could... Uh, I could have told my ancestors when they were breaking their back in 1820 to build this house that 200 years later, a free gay black man was going to own it and Aww. filled it with love and find a way to say their names even when 200 years later, they still thought I would be off the table. That is beautiful. Yeah, wow. so it was a great story. It was great stumbling upon it. It was just the... It's just... Um, a really great moment, a very empowering moment. Oh my gosh, what an amazing human being. He's so handsome. Oh my gosh, and he's so young. When he took his picture and everything. And yeah, it's just very proud for the man. Yeah, that's amazing. Good moves all around. (laughs) Such a happy moment and successful in all senses because becoming a homeowner in itself is right. And then taking that big move piece of history is amazing. So good on him. And he even uh, ended it off with an invitation to anybody who, you know, wanted to come to his White House is what he called it. Oh, that's Come funny. anytime. I can't wait to have you. Glory to God in the highest. I am a homeowner. It does said. look like the White House. It is it really, quite extravagant. <laughs> it is absolutely beautiful. It's a big house. So yeah. good for him. And hopefully with that news um, that brightened up your guys' day yes. on a good positive note. And, you know, hopefully you can share that positivity with your neighbor. Yeah. And thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you later.